Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky, self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy. I am so excited to bring our guest on this week. Her name is Gina Irwin, and she is the president of GWR Management. And I decided to interview her because I saw a post. I can't remember if it was on Facebook or LinkedIn, but an employee of GWR Management had mentioned that their company was going to give them paid time off between Christmas and New Year's. And this is such an amazing offer. I had to, you know, reach out and find out more. So today we actually get to speak to Gina. Um, Gina is the president of GWR Management as part of the executive team. Her focus is promoting superior performance at each community through GWR's comprehensive management approach. She designs the operational guidelines for each community and directs the training and oversight of all management personnel. Her collective experience includes 35 years in the multifamily industry, including garden style, mid-rise, high-rise communities. She devises revenue growth opportunities and identifies staffing efficiencies, which combine to elevate overall property performance. She also serves on the Houston Apartment Association Board of Directors, and in 2023 is the president-elect. Gina also serves on the Texas Apartment Association Board as a delegate. Prior to GWR, she's worked with both private local companies and a public REIT, making her experience vast and broad. Her experience includes overseeing the operations at Arcadian Real Estate Services, running the Houston market for equity residential, and many roles at the Dinerstein companies, including both marketing and management. She's a native Houstonian, attended the University of Texas, and is married with three children, one grandson, and another grandchild on the way. Gina, welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to have you, especially after such an astounding resume there. (laughs) Gosh, that's a you said it quite well. So I appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, was there anything in that introduction that we don't know about you that you want to share that you want to share about GWR? You know, I think you kind of covered everything. I, I think GWR is unique because we're, we're fairly young. Um, we're a Houston-based company. We actually bought our first property in 2013 and then formed the management company in-house in 2014. And I think because we started locally and we're from here, we're based here, I think we have, even though we're a pretty large company, I guess by comparison, we have right just over 6,000 units. Um, we have the ability to make decisions at a local level and to make them quickly um, and put our employees first. And I think that, that we sort of live that and breathe that here. So it's it's a nice different sort of approach than maybe some of the larger management companies might have the freedom to do because they're mm-hmm. not um, they're not quite as centralized or controlled. You have to go through different steps to get approvals <laughs> and things like that. So 
Absolutely. Um, I think that sets us apart a little bit. Awesome. So 6,000 doors in less than 10 years. Yes. And, uh, and still growing. Um, certainly don't plan on stopping anytime soon. We've sold some in the last 10 years, just because mm -hmm. it's kind of part of our, um, our whole plan. We don't, we, we do long-term hold. We don't, we're not builders. We don't build and flip and sell. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is a hold period, usually around five to seven years. So we've sold some over the years, but still managed to grow at the same time. So that's good. Awesome. That is very, very exciting. Well, given your experience across all of the fields that we mentioned, what do you think some of the biggest challenges your team faces as it pertains to work-life balance? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, I think we have a couple of different challenges that sort of stand out. Um, first and foremost, I don't, I don't like work-life balance. Um, <laughs> I, I try not to use that phrase. I think it gets overused at times. And what I really think it should be is personal balance. Yeah. Um, because some people are just workaholics and they love it. And mm -hmm. that's their balance. And some people come to work and they work nine to five and they want to go home to their families and they want to leave work at work. And that's their balance. And then some people, you know, everybody kind of has their own journey through their career path. Mm -hmm. um, so what we try to promote, and and I, I certainly started at, at my level and then try to filter it out through all of the management teams, whether it's middle management or onsite, um, wherever it might go, is you do you. you. You set your own pace. You decide your own career path. If you wanna be a leasing agent um, and that's where you love and you wanna be on site and you wanna lease people apartments for the rest of your life, then by all means do it. And we're gonna embrace you and we want you to do it. And we want you to take your time off and we want you to enjoy what you do. If you mm -hmm. wanna um, pursue a different career path, then take the initiative, You know, make it happen and you create your own balance, whatever that might be. So that's kind of something that I think we that's a little bit unique and different. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, the other thing for us, and, and this is probably pretty widespread, not just across multifamily, but across all industries, our number one problem is employees, finding, finding employees, particularly coming off of COVID. COVID completely changed the workforce space, completely changed the mindset of people, you know, people want to work remotely a lot from now, from since then. And and some people got paid to stay home at the time. You get paid more money to stay home than you did to come to work. And so finding good employees that are really engaged, not only in their career, but in the organization, mm -hmm. um, it kind of goes hand in hand with this personal balance and finding good people. And so we're always trying to find things that can improve our employee engagement, like, like mm -hmm. the, your whole topic of this, what kind of got this thing going. This, this oh yeah. Um, I, I don't want to be like just speaking to your term personal balance. I really, really love it. I, I do think that work-life balance is a little bit overused, even though that's what people resonate with. I just tell people when we're talking about work-life balance, we're really talking about energy management. Like you only have so much energy per day. Where are you spending it? Are you spending it efficiently? Are you getting to where you want to go with the energy that you have? And it sounds like that's very much encouraged at GWR, that it's acceptable to have any desire that you want. There's a place for you, even if it's different amongst all of your team members. Absolutely. You, you just absolutely summed it up beautifully. That is that is our mantra. That is what we stand by. 
Um, and, and my commitment to that piece and that I try to get most of our executive team and even our leadership teams to do is things like don't email at night. Don't mm -hmm. text unless it's critical. When people are off, let them be off. If people want to work after hours and that's when they get caught up, then know that and engage them at those times. Um, so it's it's really just kind of being in tune with who you're um, directing and, and making sure that you're adjusting so that you get the best out of those people. Yeah, well, let's talk about that for a second. I, you know, I think at different points in my career, I've I've been very much the person who wanted to work more and get after it and get it done. And then there were seasons where it's like, you know what, I have other priorities. I need to shift that a little bit. And some people are okay receiving emails at night. Others don't want to be bothered. How do you manage that for the people on your team who just really love the job and really want to put a lot of time and energy to it into it? How do you manage the different working styles between everyone? Um, you know, I, I don't think there's any one answer. I think, I think what it is, is when, when you, when you know who it is on the other end, you have to know whether or not you can expect a response or not. And so as a leader, I work all the time. I mean, I, I, I'm always available. Even when I'm on vacation, I'm working, but I, I do make it a point in my emails or in my communications or in my text messages, whatever it is, which we all have all means of communication, whatever it is, I make it a point to say, this is for next week. This is for tomorrow. This is, you know, I, I'm just clearing my plate. Don't, don't, don't feel inclined to, to jump on board with me right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think our, our folks do a pretty good job of identifying who's on the other end and who's not. I love that phrase. Know who's on the other end. It kind yeah. of implies, you know, that you need to actually get to know your teammates, which in some organizations, some organizations do that very well and others don't. They're very just goal driven. We're all on this train. We're all going and it doesn't matter what your preferences are. Yeah, I think that's a leadership style. I mean, I, I you have to adjust to the person that's receiving your message and not everybody receives their messages in the same way. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, some people are, are raising a family and they have children at home, so you can't bother those people at night. You have to understand that. And so, you know, some people like to have direct messages, send me a quick text and let's move on down the road. And some people, it, it, the messages need to be massaged more. And you have to know to your audience. That's, that's what makes a good leader. Um, the, in my mind, the worst possible leader is, Hey, everybody adjusts to me this is my style. You have to learn to live with it. And that's not okay because that's not how you get the best out of people. Our jobs as leaders is to pull the best out of someone else. And you can't do that unless you're using their style to reach them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's kind of cut to the chase here. Tell me about how this decision came about from idea to execution. Um, so it started last year and well no I guess year before last technically now it's 2021 so we were coming off of COVID and everything was just a disaster disjointed and people were frightened and they were working for, from the office but keeping a distance and wearing masks or not wearing masks and, and there was kind of all this unknown fear out there and all of this um all these difficulties and so once we got through all of that and had success as a company, we wanted to come up with ways to thank people. And so we were trying to think of different things we can do because 
you know, money, paychecks go a long way, of course. Um, but recognition and engagement was really sort of more important than just being the person that pays the most, because ultimately there's some people that, that, um, they are going to just look for the highest paycheck and they're going to move on. But what we were trying to do is engage a team. We wanted to engage people in our company. We wanted to do things that set us apart to make people feel like they were part of an organization that actually puts their employees first. And that's our deal. We put our employees first, always and foremost. And so coming off of COVID, we wanted to come up with a way to thank someone and thank people for all their hard work, for staying with us, you know, through that two-year period, for being engaged, for working extra hours, for being flexible. And, you know, it was a very fluid environment. And so I got with our HR manager and, and just kind of thought, you know, it's a dead week. Nobody ever works that week anyways. What if we just close? What if we gave everybody, it was kind of like off the cuff. What if we gave everybody this whole week off? I, I had heard about it. Someone else had done it. And, and I, I would plug another company if I could remember it, but I just can't at this point. Mm -hmm. So um, we sat and we kind of talked about it and I thought, gosh, I mean, this would be really cool, but we also can't ignore the fact that we are property management. We provide people's homes. Mm -hmm. And so you can't just completely disappear on people just like we couldn't during COVID. I mean, we were an essential business. So how can we make this work to where our employees feel like they do get this extra time off. They, they get a whole week of holiday pay. It's, it doesn't count against vacation or any other PTO that they might have. And how can we make it work? And, and the more we talked about it and kind of talked through, man, this is, this is pretty cool. This is, this is a pretty big thank you. And frankly, when we did it in 2021, the intent was to just have a big fat thank you to everyone that's worked hard with us for the last couple of years and stayed with us. And then just to go back to, uh, kind of normal holiday policy, if you will. And when we did it, it was so, I was so touched by the profound impact it had on people's lives. I mean, what did you see? I mean, so many people wrote and they were just so thankful that they could spend extra time with their families and you know, they wouldn't normally be, be able to afford to take time off. They have to continue working because they may not have vacation time earned or they get to spend time with their children or they get to travel and, and just have, you know, home time, whatever it might be. People were so, so gracious. I mean, I, I was humbled almost every day. I was getting messages and emails and I have an open door policy. Everyone has my cell phone. Everyone has my email. And the, the feedback was so profound that we thought, we need to give this to everybody all the time. This needs to be part of our permanent um, permanent package that we give to people. It, it's a, such a small gift um, and it really costs us nothing. There's some things that we have to do to make sure that you know we, our properties don't turn into a ghost town for that week, but um, I'm a feeler. It made everybody <laughs> feel so good. I know I as you were explaining and I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I just imagined receiving that news. I mean, when I think about planning PTO. Every year I had to plan from the back end forward. I had to think, okay, was New Year's and Christmas on a weekday or a weekend? Was I going to be seeing my in-laws or traveling to my family? How many days would I need off to drive? Like to have all of that mental drama about making enough time for the holidays, just as a given, what a relief that would have been. Huge relief. And, and it pains me to say this because I think what ends up happening on site a lot of times, and, and I don't get involved in people's 
vacation requests and things like that. I mean, obviously there's an onsite manager, there's regional supervisors that, that stay connected to that. But I, but I know that oftentimes what happens, low main on the totem pole, if you will, whoever's been there the least amount of time always gets hosed and ends up having to work the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't matter. An employee is an employee. The dedication is the same. We are all one team. We are all one big work family. Another cliche that I don't love, but I'll use it for purposes of this. <laughs> um, so it just eliminates all of that, eliminates all of that strife on site. Why do they get to be off? And I don't, and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it starts. Yeah, if you can give a gift and reduce inner employee turmoil, that's a huge, huge win. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so what logistics, if any, did you have to consider before going live with this decision? So probably the two biggest things is obviously rent. Mm-hmm. It's the first of the year, first of the month. Um, and, and, and life at the property, um, making sure money gets to the bank, making sure someone is there every day and making sure maintenance, someone's available in case there's, you know, the perils, fire, flood, flood, there's a disaster. Um, so what we did around it is we said, however you want to manage this, we will leave this up to the onsite folks, um, to manage how they see fit. And if there's conflicts, you know, then we'll intervene, but somebody has to be in the office just two hours a day. And it can be the same person all week if they stick around and they don't mind and, and they get paid for it. Or it can be a different person each day if they want to rotate. But somebody has to be there just to have life. So to handle if there's a move in, if there's a move out, if somebody needs to pay rent, if there's packages, it's the holidays. Um, just sort of the essential needs, if you will, just to make sure. So we put notices out. Somebody will be here for two hours during the day. Um, and then for maintenance, it was just emergency on calls only. And, and everybody knew it. We put notices out and letters, and emails to the residents to let them know that our staff, we were giving them this time off for the holidays. But if we were available for emergencies and somebody had to be on call, somebody had to be around and we left it up to the sites to manage and, and they did it beautifully and it, and it worked out perfect. That's amazing. When I think back to my first year leasing, yes, I was low woman on the totem pole and I definitely had to work the holiday and I think I had one other leasing agent with me and we sat around all day. So no one was around. No one was calling. Our residents didn't need anything because most of them were traveling elsewhere. So they weren't calling in work orders. And we, we were just like, okay, well, we filed all the papers. We've logged all the packages. Like, what do you, what do you want now? So, I mean, it's, it is almost in essence, a better use of time because typically the, the traffic is lower. The traffic is lower. The volume is lower. Like you said, everybody's on holiday. Um, it happened to work out this year that it, it was a Monday through Friday because Christmas and New Year's both fell on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that might, it might be a weekend and a couple of days during the week. So, you know, there's not a lot going on on the weekends anyways, other than maybe leasing activities. So um, it, it, it far, the value of it far outweighed the cost. Uh, the cost of what it might cost us, maybe a lease or two, maybe not. The employees are more important than that. Mm -hmm. Um, You spoke to this a little bit, but how has your team benefited from this decision? Well, 
I think it's kind of twofold. One, I think it's, it, we put our money where I'm at this. I mean, we preach employees first. If you take care of your employees, your employees will take care of your residents. If your residents are happy, then the properties perform and the properties perform, then our investors are happy. So it all starts with the employees. So for us, we sort of put our money where our mouth is um, because we do preach that our employees come first. So anything that we can do that, that shows that as opposed to just saying it with sort of an empty meaning really goes a long way, really goes a long way with employee engagement. They really, really feel and believe that we care for each and every one of them. And, and just like anybody else, whether it's paid time off on vacation or sick time or whatever it is, you know, people come back rejuvenated. They're jazzed. They're excited to be at work. They're excited to start a new year fresh. And um, I, I think it goes a long way kind of twofold just to kind of reset people too. Mm-hmm, 100%. You probably haven't had much time to realize this since the decision is recent. Is this helping you attract new talent in any way? Um, I, I don't know that I could dial it all the way down to that. Mm-hmm. I think it contributes to our culture and contributes to our reputation as a management company. And so, yeah, it probably does. Um, can't say that it's that one thing. It's probably a culmination of, of the benefits packages that we have and the culture that we live and stand by um, to take care of our employees and put our employees first. So yeah, I think it probably does. Okay, awesome. Well, as we get ready to close out here, I wanted to ask you one last question because you do have such a beautiful resume. You could give your younger self any piece of advice at the start of your career in property management. What do you think it'd be? Um, it would be listen with the intent to understand. Don't listen with the intent to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think by nature in property management, we tend to want to explain ourselves a lot. You know, if, if some contractor screwed up and didn't show up when they were supposed to, and it's really not our fault, but the resident doesn't care because the work didn't get done. We tend to want to explain ourselves Mm-hmm. Um, and talk our way through it as opposed to just listening and understanding that the resident is upset and that's the most important thing and we have to fix it. Um, part of that is probably age. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think when you're younger, you tend to be a little more combative and want to, want to defend yourself more. Um, want to be right. <laughs> we want to be right. And then, you know, as you age, you realize, you know, you might win a battle, but you're going to lose a war. I mean, part of it is age, part of it's experience. I don't know how to separate the two, but that'd probably be my, my number one. Listen, listen with the intent to understand. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to ask is because you don't know who is listening to this. And if we can give someone a piece of advice sooner than we received it, that person's going to be far better off. Like I always say when about this podcast, like I don't have this because I think I know what other people should do. I don't think that I'm above anybody else. It's all the things I wish I would have learned sooner that I got from somebody else in the field. Absolutely. That makes two of us. 100%. Awesome. Well, Gina, I really appreciate you taking time to meet with us today. Um, wishing you the best of luck for you and your company and the new year and all the goals that you may have. And thank you for joining us. Well, thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. How amazing is that? If an extra five days of PTO doesn't say we care about our employees, I really don't know what does. 
For those of you listening on the podcast, you can't see this, but Gina is so easy to talk to. She's extremely personable and smiley, and it's evident how she got to where she is. I absolutely love what she had to say at the end, and I wish I would have stayed on the call longer with her to keep exploring it. Listen to understand. As soon as she said it, I could think of plenty of times in my career where I felt the need to defend or explain myself. And let's be honest, this is property management. Things really don't always go to plan and we're dealing with people's homes or their places of business. Our tenants just want to be understood. I really think that listening to understand is a skill that you can work on every day that you go into the office. Whether it's a tenant, a team member, or someone in your personal life, you have an opportunity to completely change the way that you interact with others. So this week's journal questions are all about seeking to understand. For those of you who are new to the podcast, we want you to be able to take what you're learning to the next level. And getting in the habit of self-reflecting is the best way to start making changes in your life. So if you want to dive deeper, hop on over to the website to get this week's journal prompts. You can find it at anahabliana.com slash journal. That's A-N-N-A-J-A-V as in vital, E-L-L-A-N-A.com slash journal. I love you all. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.